Hey everybody, uh, hate that we're not able to gather together this week, uh, men's studies, women's studies, midweek stuff, but uh, hopefully this little video uh, that's related to the sermon from Sunday in Daniel chapter 1 will be helpful for you as you study at home this week. Uh, my hope is that you were able to watch the sermon. If you weren't here on Sunday, you've been able to see it as we've uploaded it to the podcast or uh, YouTube. But if you haven't been able to yet, you can go watch that before doing this. Or if you just read chapter one of Daniel, uh, you should still be able to do this study because it's going to focus in on application. But if you can listen to the sermon, then great. Uh, that may help. So what I want to do is just kind of recap for you Daniel chapter one, uh, kind of the big, big highlights that we hit. And then some application questions that actually uh, Heather's come up with and uh, very helpful and insightful questions for us to consider and for you to consider at home, either by yourself or with others, and just kind of think through uh, how to apply Daniel chapter 1. So uh, Daniel chapter 1, of course, you remember that um, God had promised, uh, had said that if, if the nation of Israel, if they would, if they would follow him and obey him, uh, then he would be their God and they would be his people and they would have the, enjoy the promised land. But if they disobeyed and they went after other gods and they uh, married those who were worshiping other gods and they disobeyed the Lord their God, then uh, he would bring judgment on them. And he prophesied this uh, multiple, multiple places. And the prophets would come and warn the nation of Israel and warn those evil kings. And so we saw, of course, the the kingdom went from, we had the time of the judges, if you'll remember, uh, where the God would raise up these judges to deliver the nation of Israel from uh, those around them, and then they would thank God, and then they would go right back into worshiping false gods and doing evil, and so then the Lord would bring judgment upon them, and then they would cry out, and then he would raise up another judge, and kind of this cycle over and over and over again, until the time that the nation of Israel said they wanted a, wanted a king like, to, like the other nations around them, and so... The Lord uh, said, okay, if that's really what you want, then uh, I should be your king, but I'll give you kings, but be careful what you ask for. And so we had Saul, and then we had King David, and then we had Solomon. And after Solomon, uh, the kingdom divided into two parts, the northern and southern kingdom. And so the different kings and different prophets would come, and some would prophesy about the southern kingdom or the northern kingdom or both kingdoms. And they were just warned over and over and over again, if you do not repent, God will do what he said he's going to do, and he will bring judgment. Well, the northern kingdom in 722 falls. Uh, the Assyrians come in and take over. And then we see later on that the southern kingdom is going to fall. And they were it was prophesied that that was going to happen, and they should listen and learn from what happened with the northern kingdom, the ten tribes to the north, but they wouldn't do it. And so uh, what we see, of course, is Jeremiah and others prophesying that this would happen. Well, the Lord raises up the Babylonians, they uh, take out the Assyrians, and then they come on down and they attack uh, Jerusalem, the southern kingdom, capital of the southern kingdom. And they actually, there's, there's three kind of sieges, if you will, um, on, on Jerusalem. And the one in 605 is, is, is the setting for our story with Daniel. And so, uh, of course, it says, in the, in the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the vessels of the house of God. And he brought them to the land of Shinar, which is Babel, Babylon, to the house of his God and placed the vessels in his treasury of his God. And so we see that uh, Daniel and all the, the young men who were kind of the, the cream of the crop for the nation of, of Judah down there, uh, they were taken into captivity. Those who were, who were young, ages probably 14 to 17, and, you know, good-looking, athletic, really sharp, um, those were the ones that were taken. Now, others were killed, some were left behind, and, the, and these other ones were taken. And Daniel was one of those. And we talked about Daniel, of course, and his, his three friends, 
um, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or as many people know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but the other uh, names would be their, their uh, Hebrew names. And so they're part of those who were taken into captivity. And right away, they're, they're going to try to get, uh, assimilate them into their cultures. They have three years that they're going to be under this special training program, and they're going to learn the language, and they're going to eat different food, and they're going to have different names, and all these things are going to happen to them. And we see that this starts to, to take place. But one area where Daniel, uh, in particular, pushes back is concerning the food. And we talked about different reasons for why that may have been. It may have been that it was just unclean food that Israel could eat or that food was sacrificed to idols. But it seemed most likely, although it could have been any of those, most likely that Daniel was not going to continue in and, and get food or take food that's um, being provided by the king to where the king is his source of life. And it's um, kind of assimilating in and falling into the, to the, to the culture. And so Daniel takes a stand for whatever the reason there, but ultimately takes a stand and says he's not going to defile himself. And so goes through this kind of interaction with the, those in charge of him and um, his three friends. And ultimately what they end up doing is say, hey, test us for 10 days, vegetables and water. No, this is not the, the diet we need to be trying to do. Um, yes, it certainly would have been uh, something that would have made them healthier, especially if they had been taken from Babylon or taken from uh, Jerusalem and brought all this way. But uh, in particular, only 10 days. So the Lord seems to bless their faithfulness. And we keep seeing over and over again, this idea of God giving. God gives them uh, wisdom and insight, uh, Daniel and his friends. God gives them favor. And God even gave the, the king into the hands of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. So God's giving throughout this whole thing. And some of those things are good. And some of those things <laughs> don't seem very good. Um, but ultimately, after 10 days, they look better than everybody else. And so they get to continue to, to follow the way that they believe to be right and not defile themselves. And then after this time, the three years, they're brought before King Nebuchadnezzar. And when it comes to uh, Daniel and it comes to um, Mishael, Azariah, and Hananiah, they are uh, by far the, the wisest, 10 times wiser than everybody else and have all this insight. And God gave even Daniel an ability to understand visions and dreams. And, and so the chapter ends, uh, chapter one ends, with saying that Daniel was there until the until the first year of King Cyrus's uh, reign, who King Cyrus is, un, is from another um, civilization that's going to come, the Medo-Persian Empire, and so we see that Daniel taken, and again uh, the friends as well, taken probably uh, in their teens, early teens, and Daniel would have been there uh, seventy years, pretty much his you know his whole life, uh, and God had him there. And so as we talk through the different aspects of, of not uh, assimilating into Babylon, we, we wanted to talk about on Sunday, uh, what does that look like for us? And Because Babylon is more than just a place, although it was, but it also is used in Scripture to, to describe kind of evil kingdoms and those who are against God and God's people. And so we had questions concerning that and, and some thoughts there. And the fact that we see God is the one who's giving and doing all these things, and God is the one who's sovereign. So let me read to you a few application questions for you to work through. You can pause the video and discuss these and move on. And I'll try to send out maybe a copy typed of this. But if you've got that, then great. If not, then I didn't get it out to you. But um, here's, some, here's some things. Uh, number one, God keeps his word. Daniel 1, 1, 2, where he said that they would fall if they, um, if they disobeyed, if the nation of Israel did not repent, that they would be delivered over into the hands of others. Has there been a time... You've seen God keep his word, whether that was in joy or in pain. Things that he has said in the scriptures specifically that you have seen come true in joy or in pain. Good question to think about there. Second question. 
when have you seen God's deliverance in unexpected ways, right? Some of the, some of the things that we saw here when uh, Daniel was asking if he could have, you know, uh, not have to eat that same uh, food. Very unexpected the way God was working in the story and will continue to work throughout the book of Daniel. When have you seen God deliver in unexpected ways? Number three, the assimilation into ba uh, Babylonian culture looked like a blessing. Man, better food, um, maybe better education, different things like that. Why, why wasn't it actually a blessing? What was, what was bad about it? Why wasn't it a blessing? So think on that. But with that, um, how can we tell the difference between a blessing and a temptation in our lives? So when things are coming how, from the world, the, the kind of system, if you will, um, from Babylon, how do we know if it's something that's a blessing or it's actually a temptation? So kind of discuss that and think of some passages that would help us to discern these things. Uh, number four, Daniel and his friends had their names changed so that their identity would reflect the culture. How has our culture tried to go after our identities as Christians? How can we stand up to that? How have you seen God's provision for those battles of when we're being attacked and being tried and trying to be forced to change our identity? Now, again, our identity is in Christ. We are a new creation. We are uh, sons and daughters of the King. So that, that tries to get attacked. How have you seen God deliver in that scenario? Question number five, how are we different than the good people in our Babylon? One of the things I said is, you know, all nations are against our God. There's no, there's no nations that are truly pro-Jesus, okay? So all nations are against God. And so Babylon, that means whether you are conservative or you're more liberal or wherever you land, uh, you're still, that, that system, that group, that nation is still against God and his anointed one ultimately. So if you were to take others who are morally good, maybe they line up where you line with your voting, uh, the way you vote or your ethics or whatever, how are you different from them? Or as the, the question puts it again, um, how are you different from the good people in our Babylon today? Good people who do not know the Lord, good people who maybe worship another God, but they're still good people. What is different about you? Okay, it be the next question. Last one, um, where have you placed your faith this week? What have you learned from scripture and are you walking as if you believe it? Okay, so talked about kind of the head, the heart, and the hands idea. So we know things, right? We, we read them in the Bible and we know them. And then, and then the question is, okay, I know this, but do I actually believe it? And then if I believe it, uh, what, how am I embracing it? How's it coming out? So um, where, where are you placing your faith this week? What are you trusting in? Um, what have you been learning in the scriptures this week? And then um, are, are you walking as if you actually believe it and you're embracing it, okay? So there's some six questions for you. Thank you again, Miss Heather, for helping us with some of those. And my hope is that this will be helpful for you as you consider uh, and study Daniel more. Look forward to getting into chapter two this coming Sunday. And so keep reading, keep praying, keep studying, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Love you all.